0: All right. Hour two, Sean Hannity show toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? Um, if you look at the history of the media and how wrong they are, at some point there needs to be some accountability. And and I'm very specific here because go back, look at how the media, the mob treated Richard Jewell. Oh, he fits the the characteristics of a lone bomber uh, because he lives with his mother. Little did I know I was the only person in the media saying just because he lives with his mom doesn't make him a terrorist. Um The list of the media mob being wrong, it is long. It is consistent. You know, look at, for example, three plus years. Finally, The Washington Post admitting they're reporting on the steel dossier was absolutely inaccurate where where's the new york times abc mbc you know where's rachel maddow today you know the great champion of of all conspiracy theories you know look at how they defame the the that nicholas sandman and the covington high school high school kids look at all the other big issues that they have been wrong on Right. You know, look at the rush to judgment with this Kyle Rittenhouse case. Look at the rush to judgment in the UVA case or the rush to judgment in the Duke lacrosse case or Ferguson, Missouri or Cambridge police. Or you can go on and and in every single instance, they rush to judgment. Remember, the same people that told us the lab leak theory of covid was a conspiracy theory. The very same people that told us a woman was brutally gang raped, the the UVA case. That these kids at Duke La Crosse were responsible. They had to prove their innocence in that case. We were told vaccines would end the COVID pandemic. Now we have breakthrough cases and their answer is booster shots. Nobody wants to talk about therapeutics that are showing great promise like monoclonal antibodies. And I, and I, and I can go on. You know, there's a lot of talk about the possibility National Guard troops are being brought into Kenosha. Other cities are threatening violence if the verdict that is anticipated or that was sold to people without any due process, presumption of innocence, doesn't come back the way people in the media and the Democratic Party leadership have rushed to judgment once again. And there are consequences. Uh, I'll never forget Newt Gingrich became the Speaker of the House and before he ever got sworn into office as speaker, it was the Gingrich that stole Christmas on the cover of, of Time magazine and Newsweek had a similar cover. anyway, he joins us now. it's it, the media is as bad as it was when you were speaker, and it was bad because I was there. I watched it all. I covered it all. It's now worse than it's ever been. and God forbid you mention the name Donald
1: Trump.: Yeah well, I think look I think this is a long trajectory of getting steadily worse. It's a little bit like watching a, a cancer take over a body. Uh, ironically, it's first described in um, 1968, making the president in 1968 by Theodore White. He says, here's how the media is getting worse and worse. Now, this is literally over 50 years ago. Uh, and, it, and if you think of it as a cancer, <clears throat> it just gradually kept spreading until you now have newsrooms like the New York Times or the Washington Post where you can't be a reasonable, rational conservative and survive. They'll just they'll drive you out of the newsroom. Well, it uh, seems and, that,
0: uh, yeah, and, no. they, and they don't cover Joe Biden. It's basically the media mob protection program.
1: And it's, I mean, one of the most fascinating things that's developing is that the, the head of Discovery, who now has CNN as part of their world, has announced that they're going to replace many of the people at CNN and they're going to revert to being a news program. And you may have noticed that they did, that CNN broke a long, well-researched story on the fight between Kamala Harris and her staff versus President Biden and his staff. Uh, I think that may have been the harbinger of what's coming. If CNN actually starts covering the news, that will be a revolutionary event. I,
0: I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I read the same article that you did. I'm not convinced any of it's true. But there really only seems to be two areas where, well, three, if you include some podcasts and 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 a few online publications. But most of the media is dominated by the hard left. It, Absolutely. if we can't They they allowed Joe Biden to hide the entire campaign in his basement bunker and rarely, very rarely pop his head out and never getting tough questions. How's that possible uh,
1: you, you can you can create a boundary, Wall Street Journal, Fox News, talk radio, and some key podcasts. and virtually everything else, not everything else, but virtually everything else is simply the left. and they, not, we, we use the wrong word when we describe them as news. This is the propaganda arm of the left. They have no relationship to facts. No relationship to normal reality Uh, and I think you have to start from that perspective when the Washington Uh,
0: Post acknowledged that the dossier that they reported on they can no longer stand by it Um, I've been pointing this out for three and a half years how come so late and my next question is where's everybody else that lied to the American people day after day and night after
1: night well you know a good I mean a good challenge to the Post would be to have, an in, to have an investigative report on themselves. That wouldn't be a bad I mean, idea. To, now, you know, let how, me
0: ask you a question.
1: Well, by the way, you'll notice I didn't suggest the New York Times because that is beyond hopeless.
0: Okay, so there was a subpoena for Eric Holder to, to testify before Congress. I didn't see him get arrested. Same with, if you remember in the case of Lois Lerner, she didn't show up either. She didn't get arrested. Uh, why then did Steve Bannon get arrested?
1: Well, because the left controls the Justice Department. And if you're on the left, they protect you. And if you're, I mean, the whole way they have treated, consider the difference in treatment between people who were burning down buildings and in some cases have killed people and what we're seeing uh, with with uh, the people who were there on January 6th, which, which is, I think, now political imprisonment. I mean, it, it makes no sense at all to have... These people locked up this long without having been tried for anything.
0: But it even goes deeper than that, because we had 530 some odd riots in the summer of 2020. We had dozens of Americans killed. We had thousands of police officers injured. We had police precincts burned to the ground. We had looting and arson and, and financial losses in the billions of dollars. Kamala Harris advertises for a bail fund to get people out of jail that are involved in these activities. Uh, where's the commission looking into the 500 plus rights in the summer of 2020? Where's Liz Cheney done
1: that? Well, and to the degree that they were crossing state lines, Where's the FBI involvement? I mean, how, how can you have an American city like Portland under siege for well over a year with Antifa rioting every night and increasing getting increasingly violent um, and now being to move out into the suburbs and have no response from the federal government in a situation where clearly domestic safety is being endangered by violent people?
0: I mean, beyond fascinating times. As you put your political hat on and you look at, for example, Joe Biden's low approval ratings, Kamala Harris, even lower than him, Joe Biden in the mid 30s and and Kamala at 28 percent. And then you look at every issue. You you look at Russia now showing aggression towards Ukraine. China showing aggression towards Taiwan. Joe doesn't lift a finger. Joe gives up energy independence and is begging OPEC. They keep rejecting him to increase production of oil. Uh, He doesn't have to beg Texas. They'd be glad to help. Um, Abandons energy independence, inflation, the poor, the middle class being impacted the most. Then you look at Afghanistan. Then you look at the disaster at the border. How does somebody ever get reelected with with that record? And that's only 10 months in.
1: Well. I don't, I don't think he will get, in fact, I don't think he'll be the Democratic nominee. I don't, I don't think so I think either. I think but I don't think Kamala's
0: going to do much better Do you.
1: Well, she she won't be the nominee either. I mean, what, what you're watching, when, when when you have, and I lived through this, as you'll remember, uh, and I was a sophomore congressman in 1981 when we had the largest generic ballot advantage we've ever had, which was 10 points, which, by the way, disappeared the next year because the recession got worse. So right. We actually lost 29 seats a year after we had a 10 point advantage. Just a reminder. That, you, know this business, you, this is a very dynamic business, and you can't take anything for granted. But if, I, if as I look at the Democrats, I don't see any evidence. I mean, we just we just looked at Buddha Judge is going to be in charge of the infrastructure implementation. His he was he was known in uh, in, the, in the town that he was um, the mayor of
0: South Bend. A yeah, crisis.
1: in South Bend they had a crisis. Of potholes, they had a ten million dollar total budget, and he couldn't manage it. That that was their budget for for highways and, and bridges, and he couldn't manage it. They had a crisis of potholes that was very famous in in the area. He's now the guy going to be in charge of a of trillion dollar infrastructure bill. You know, this, this is an invitation to a disaster, and and not just ideologically, but just sheer competence. There's no possibility judge can manage stuff on that scale. He has no experience at all.
0: I would expect. Uh, but, he, by the way, he, that people are talking about him more than anyone else as the possible replacement for Joe, not Kamala.
1: Well, I, I think everybody's agreed now that Kamala is hopeless. You know, somebody's done this website that has 10 hours of her laughing. Oh, my gosh. They, they have literally clipped. Uh, I'll, I'll try to send it to you, and you. You may want to post it just for people who want to be amused. They literally have gone around to all her interviews, and clipped together ten hours of her laughing, and I noticed the other day when they asked the Secretary of Energy what her plan was to bring down the price of gasoline, she laughed as though she was Kamala Harris's understudy.
0: That was um, Jennifer Granholm. We played it, yeah. and I'm like, "What's so funny about a buck fifty more a gallon?
1: You no, know, it's well, 30 bucks look, more to fill up your tank. Lim- if you're riding in a government limousine and flying yeah. with government cost on an airplane, and you don't pay for anything, uh, what do you care?"
0: Oh, that, sure I, that, um, I, 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 Again, but they claim to have a monopoly of compassion, don't they, when it comes to the poor? Well,
1: they claim a lot of things, but they're mostly lies.
0: <laughs> That's
1: true. But, you
0: know, it, what was the headline? One was the Gingrich that stole Christmas.
1: That was um, in December. It was before I was sworn in. You I weren't got, even speaker got, yet, right? No, I wasn't even speaker. It was in early December, and I got um, Time Magazine had me as Scrooge holding tiny Tim's broken crutch. I didn't just steal his crutch. I broke it. (laughs) And the title was how mean will Gingrich's America be to the poor? The following week newsweek caught up and I was a Dr. Zeus figure and I was the Grinch that stole Christmas. Um, and what that signaled to the middle class was I was for welfare reform, which was wildly popular. And nobody at the nobody on the left understood that attacking me by, for, because I was for welfare reform was a huge advantage to me because so people wanted welfare reform. Quick
0: break. More with Newt Gingrich on the other side is just released new book uh, Beyond Biden is um, at bookstores everywhere on Hannity.com, Amazon.com. If <laughs> He just released his new book, Beyond Biden. It's in bookstores everywhere. Amazon.com, Hannity.com. You you end up doing something that's not been done since and hadn't been done for decades before, and that's balance the budget. And right. Bill Clinton did something that I don't think Joe Biden is capable of, especially with the radical new Green Deal socialists that run his party. And that is, you know, Clinton learned from that massive electoral loss and your massive victory in 1994. And then he changed course with the era of big government, he said, being over and the end of welfare as we know it. And you guys actually did lead to a a balanced budget for multiple years, and we've never balanced it really before and since.
1: Right. In fact, I would argue if we do a contract with America next year, which I now lean towards, uh, I would argue that balancing the budget should be one of the commitments, because it forces you to set priorities, it forces you to clean out the corruption and the waste, it gets you to think differently, and it 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 ends all this fighting over raising the debt ceiling, because during the four years that we had balanced the budget, we actually were lowering the debt, and that's what you want to do. Uh, you, you want to save your children and grandchildren from paying hundreds of billions of dollars of interest on the debt for nothing i mean they they get nothing out of this except paying the debt
0: okay. i'd love your idea of bringing the contract back for 2022 and frankly i'd do it again in 2024 um, sure. th- these two elections are critical for the country uh you've now just released your brand new book it's called beyond biden and and basically it is the outline on how to win and and how to systematically go about it. And Congress is broken, as you rightly say. And and, you know, the people in Washington are prioritizing their political careers over what's the, in the best interest of the American people. And they're just out lying to us outright. And I think people now are beginning to see
1: it. I think that's right. And I think that's why you're likely to see an amazing election next year.
0: Um, it's called Beyond Biden. We put a link up on Hannity.com. There's one on Amazon.com. It's in bookstores now everywhere. Just released, uh, New Gingrich's new book, and and it's a roadmap towards getting the country on the right track. And a lot of it will depend on everybody listening to this program doing their part, going out and That's voting.
1: Exactly right. That's exactly right. And helping recruit candidates. We need candidates everywhere.
0: All hands on deck. And by the way, that means uh, on the school board, although you might be viewed as a domestic terrorist. We'll see. Uh, Mr. Speaker, congratulations on the new book and its release. 800 941 Mm -hmm. is on number. You want to be a part of the program. When we come back, Greg Jarrett will weigh in on the closing arguments in the Rittenhouse case and the false expectations that were set by the media and the Democrats straight ahead. and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft.
2: Hannity uncovers the real truth about the politics of D.C. He's your watchdog on Big Brother every day. Hannity is on right now.
0: Hi, right, twenty-five now to the top of the hour. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Uh, we have gone into great specificity and depth into how often the media mob, the Democratic Party, rush to judgment, and as a result, there are often horrific consequences. Now we're reading that the National Guard is, is, has been called up for Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, in anticipation of possible unrest, which I hope doesn't happen, after the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict comes in as, as closing arguments have gone on today. And it is sad that what should be so fundamental to every American, and that is due process and the presumption of innocence... And then I can also add to that equal justice under the law and equal application of our laws. That's that. That's not how it works. If you're Eric Holder and you don't show up, you're subpoenaed to speak before Congress. You don't show up. You don't get an arrest like Steve Bannon. Or if your name is Lois Lerner, you don't get the same treatment. If you get referred for lying to Congress um, like Comey and McCabe, nothing happens. But for the very same crime, alleged crime in the Roger Stone case, you get a pre-dawn raid, guns drawn, 30 guys in tactical gear, frogmen and fake news CNN cameras capturing the whole thing on video. And And that to me is is as scary a scenario as we can ever have. Now, I hope and I pray that reason will prevail but there's always agitators out there. You know, one thing that frustrates me, we, we condemn what happened on January 6th, but we also condemn the riots that happened all throughout the summer of 2020, where dozens of people were killed, thousands of cops were injured with, you know, bricks and bottles and rocks and Molotov cocktails and worse. Um, most most prosecutors are not prosecuting the people involved in those riots. Why is one riot? Why does one of the riots have a, a full, you know, commission which, by the way, with a predetermined outcome, because the only people that would have been objective, they threw off the committee and they bring on two of the biggest Trump haters. But this this is it's so obvious it's a predetermined outcome. But if they really cared about truth, why didn't they allow Jim Jordan and Jim Banks on those on those commit in the committee slots that they were originally going to be on? And now we're getting more pressure, more pressure. What about the riots of 2020? Are they not important? What about the lives that were lost? What about the police officers that were injured? What about the billions of dollars in stolen merchandise and the billions of dollars caused by arson? How about getting to the bottom of, you know, taking over city blocks where innocent people died in the Chaz Chop autonomous summer of love spaghetti potluck dinner zone? How is that possible? How is that equal justice? Listen to the media first attacking Kyle Rittenhouse and then attacking the Rittenhouse judge because they don't think this is going well for the prosecution either. Listen.
2: What the right is saying about Kyle Rittenhouse is that well the government didn't do its job, so it took a seventeen year old kid to come in and do what was right. That's vigilanteism. That's not what people are not supposed to be vigilantes.
1: That acting job of the crying, I can't even look at it. Well this is that is one of the worst acting jobs I've ever seen.
0: He committed a murder or two murders and attempted to murder
2: someone else. What kind of idiot 17 year old gets a giant gun and goes to a riot? He has no license. He has no training.
0: He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, the
1: stupidity of this. When Rittenhouse got emotional, it may have come across to the jury as a genuine expression of remorse, or on the other hand, Maybe it was crocodile tears designed to elicit sympathy. This is white privilege on steroids. The judge's actions during the trial so
0: far now coming under scrutiny and raising questions about his behavior and demeanor.
2: Let's talk about the judge. Actually, let's let's play this because I've never seen anything like this before or a judge yelled quite like this. Oh, we don't have it, but you saw the judge going bonkers. This judge yelling at a prosecutor or anyone in the courtroom or treating anyone the way that he treats, I think it's problematic. And I don't think it's normal. He has has made a series of decisions. Each one perhaps may be individually defensible, but in totality lead to the impression of a biased racist judge. It appears that this judge is auditioning for the cameras and looking for his next gig on Fox News or, or OWN or whatever, OAN or whatever it is. I mean, this judge is going beyond the pill. This judge is an absolute joke. He's been a joke from the very beginning there. He's obviously playing, uh, playing for the audience, a, a certain audience.
0: Anyway, joining us now to break down the closing arguments from earlier today, a lot happened in the courtroom, uh, is Greg Jarrett. Uh, what are your observations up to this point?
2: Well, the prosecution uh, knew that their own witnesses' audio tape, videotape, and photographs had helped establish the case of self-defense. So they pulled a fast one, Sean. They actually convinced the judge to give what's known as a provocation jury instruction, which basically says that uh, if the defendant is the initial aggressor, if he provokes the encounter, he loses the right to self-defense. And they convinced the judge, based on blurry videotape, which at best uh, shows the defendant not pointing the gun at Joseph Rosenbaum, uh, who he later uh, shot, but rather at somebody else, a guy by the name of Joshua Zeminski, that Rosenbaum didn't even know. I think the judge made a mistake, uh, but, you know, he was trying to But go into this
0: in a little more detail, the the provocation um, instruction.
2: If you provoke an encounter, you lose the right of self-defense. The flaw in that is you regain your right to self-defense if you retreat. So, obviously, and the prosecutor in the closing arguments showed uh, the defendant retreating running away as, being, as he's being chased down uh, by Rosenbaum. So what the prosecutor didn't tell the jury, but the defense attorney surely will when it's his time, is let's assume he's he provoked uh, the encounter with Rosenbaum. Um, he regains his right to self-defense when he starts running away and Rosenbaum starts chasing him.
0: I was a little shocked. When he was instructing the jury, was he genuinely interested in helping people? Quote, he ran around with an AR-15 all night and lied about being an EMT. Does that suggest to you that he was genuinely there to help? It seemed at that moment when he said that, I said, oh, boy, you know, he seems to be helping the prosecution, which, the, you know, their case literally collapsed before everybody's eyes.
2: The defense will counter when it's their chance, Sean, to say, look, Uh, You can question the wisdom of a 17-year-old's decision to go there to help people protect their property, to protect themselves uh, with a gun. Uh, But that doesn't matter. It's largely irrelevant. What's important is the moment surrounding the shooting of the individuals. Did the defendant fear for his life? And was that fear reasonable under the circumstances? That's the critical issue that the jurors must decide.
0: but I agree with you that what about you know, what about when the judge questioned uh, the issue of Rosenbaum, one of the people shot and killed here that there is an alleged threat that Mr. Rosenbaum made earlier in the evening to kill the defendant. I will debunk that. That did not happen. It is the one fact in the case the defendant wants you to believe there's no video yeah. of and in fact i have video of the entire incident i played it for you and i'll show it to you again there is no threat well
2: look uh it depends on the credibility of the accused uh the jurors heard in very clear and vivid uh words uh the accused on the witness stand saying he threatened to kill me and other people were yelling catch him kill him and you see on the videotape played by the prosecution that Rosenbaum is chasing him and attempts to grab his weapon. Put yourself in, you know, the Rittenhouse's shoes, and that's what the jurors are asked to do. If a guy is chasing you down, and if they believe that he had threatened to kill him, uh, is it reasonable there, therefore, to, uh, for self-protection to defend yourself when a guy attempts to grab your gun? I think uh, the answer, at least in my mind, is yes. That entitles you to defend yourself with lethal force. The jurors, who knows what they'll say.
0: What about the, the prosecution arguing the jurors should be instructed to consider the lesser charge? and the prosecution saying he's leery of the instructions deviating from what was agreed up upon the judge argued the instructions were already too complicated ruling the jury should not consider the lesser charge if they find rittenhouse acted in self-defense
2: well as you saw the mind-numbing recitation of the jury instructions which are taken from a, a book of standard jury instructions they they are complex Uh, way too much so. Uh, They should have been simplified. Um, And, you know, I do think that You know, even the judge was confused at one point, dismissed the jurors, and held a conference with the lawyers, which we all watched on television. You know, my goodness, if the judge is confused by the jury instruction, imagine what lay people uh, are going to have to wrestle with when you've got, you know, up to five counts here and jury instructions that are written out on 40 pages that even the judge was confused by. So, you know, I, what did our, you think
0: our, of the judge announcing that Rittenhouse's defense team has officially fired, filed for a mistrial with prejudice? Quote, the state has repeatedly violated instructions from the court and acted in bad faith and intentionally intentionally provided uh, technological evidence, which was different from theirs. The motion reads for those reasons, the defendant respectfully request the court find prosecutorial overreaching existed, that overreaching was intentional and in bad faith, and thereby grant the defendant's motion for a mistrial with pres- prejudice. What does that mean?
2: Well, the judge could declare a mistrial based on egregious prosecutorial misconduct, violating the defendant's constitutional rights not once but twice. and Why violating- wouldn't he do
0: it now, though, indicating because that that's where he's leaning? Wait-
2: he wants to see what the jury does. I mean no judge wants to step in and get rid of a case dismiss charges with prejudice unless he unless the jury can do it for him, right? He's loath to intervene. But the the judge is taking it under submission. So let's assume for the sake of argument the jury does convict. The judge could do one of two things, declare a mistrial saying uh, prosecutors intentionally tried to throw the case and violated uh, knowingly the defendant's constitutional rights. I therefore dismiss with prejudice. Uh, Rittenhouse can't be tried again. The judge could also decide um, to set aside the conviction uh, in the interests of justice, declaring that this uh, conviction is a miscarriage of justice. We've seen it in other cases, the famous nanny case, uh, the murder trial of the Louise Woodward in Massachusetts. So there, the judge has a couple of options, but I think he wants to see what the jurors do first.
0: It's it's pretty interesting. Quick break. More with Greg Jarrett on the other side. 800 941 Sean. you want to be a part of the program. Your calls in our final hour straight ahead. Also, we'll get an update from Chris Kobach suing uh, as a result of the, quote, vaccine mandate. We continue our analysis of closing arguments in the Kyle Rittenhouse case with Greg Jarrett, legal analyst for Fox News. If the law as written is followed based on testimony in the, in the trial, based on videotape in the trial, uh, I believe he should be acquitted of all cases. Now, the judge, by the way, did throw out the gun charge, which was the one charge that I thought they had a possibility of a conviction, and, and that was the issue of a short barrel gun, which, in fact, that was never established during the trial, interestingly enough.
2: Yeah, that uh, statute was clear as mud. Even the judge didn't understand it, which is why he threw it out, uh, which was the right thing to do. Um, I, I think a strong case for self-defense has been made through uh, the key witness to the prosecution, as well as the videotape and photographs and the compelling testimony of Kyle Rittenhouse, He was pelted with rocks, chased down, kicked in the head, uh, attacked and assaulted. One man tried to bludgeon him with a heavy skateboard. Uh, Another man took aim at him with his loaded pistol and admitted he did it. Uh, All of it's on videotape and corroborated by other eyewitness testimony. I, I think in the end you will see the defense in closing arguments emphasize all of that, and it'll then be up to the jury.
0: All right, Greg Jarrett, we'll be watching. Um, this could get to the jury as early as today. Uh, if it does, we will bring you results when they occur, both on radio and TV. 800-941-SHAWN, you want to be a part of the program, take a quick break. We're going to get an update from Chris uh, Kobach when we get back. Uh General Counsel for the Alliance for Free Citizens, candidate for AG, by the way, in, in Kansas, leading the charge on a lawsuit just filed against the biden administration over the vaccine mandate for business businesses with 100 employees or more uh will that hold up we'll get to that uh in a minute quick break right back you know since 9 11 the tunnel to towers foundation they have been committed to improving the lives of americans vets first responders and their families Now, for over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Now, Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children. They build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured vets and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. Now, Dave Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge Now, he has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting our vets, first responders, and their families, and there are so many of them that need our help. Please join the Foundation on their mission to do good and never forget... Just commit $11 a month. You can do it by going to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you've got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, HenryUSA.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government
2: spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco. All qualified listeners who visit HannityGold.com this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So go to HannityGold.com and get yours free while supplies last. That's HannityGold.com.